0: This episode of nuclear revenge might be the most explosive yet It involves three separate stories from the same man all about his crazy family and each one is just nuts You're gonna want to stick around and listen to all three because my word they are crazy without further ado Let's get into the first beat me up. My mother will burn your house down. All right So I am wiccan a modern pagan religion aka not christian and i'm pretty open about it Now this got me in trouble when I was younger specifically in the fourth grade I was bullied heavily in school for this since I lived in a predominantly Christian area in the south notes My town is literally only 900 people. This means everyone knows everyone the bullying started typically and was manageable being called names and having my stuff knocked out of my hands the only thing that really got under my skin was when they'd call me a satanist or a devil worshiper But even then I just brush it off since i'm neither of those things and i'd even correct them on what satanism was This might have made it worse for a bit, but I had fun doing it Well, one day I guess I must have done something these kids really didn't like Because they managed to talk their older siblings into following me home and beating me up Some of their siblings were seniors or even graduates three of them were legally adults this is especially important as a kid i have no sense of danger and i just took them following me as them going the same way but i was still moving pretty fast because we just got a Wii, and i wanted to play mario well i managed to get to my yard but not much further than that when my backpack got grabbed and i was pushed to the ground these teens were now beating me and they weren't pulling any punches either well i guess my mum heard the noise and came outside they ran off after that. My mom picked me up and had to take me to the emergency room. I had two fractures in my nose and a broken arm. This meant I couldn't play the Wii until it healed. And the police were called while I was there. Remember how I said I reached my yard? Well, we had cameras that caught most of the assaults and caught almost all of the teens' faces. The ones who were 16 and under mostly got a slap on the wrist and that was that. There were about seven of them, I think. Not all of them were hitting me. Some were recording. But the ones who were 18 got arrested and faced some heavy prison time. Now, there was this 17 year old, who I will call Trashy Teen from here on, who managed to walk out of this after a few days in the county jail. My mum was not happy with this at all, since his birthday was about two weeks away and he should have been charged as an adult. Now, like I said before, this is a small town where everyone knows everyone else, and my mum knew exactly where this Trashy Teen lived and knew his parents. This is the point where my mum shared the majority of this story I'd like to point out that his parents weren't nice people at all and my mum definitely had more than one reason to despise these people Such as when they stole our pomeranian from our yard tied him to a street light and hit him with a stick until he died What the fact that their son broke my bones sent her over the edge with this family And i think the final nail in the coffin for them was actually bragging about how their son got away with beating up that heathen boy at the local stores and on social media it didn't take too long for my mum to work out a plan in her mind because later that week she told me that she'd get them out of town no matter what my mum is not a killer though and while she later did admit she was tempted to enact the plan much sooner she chose not to make things worse if she had got caught so she waited for two months and that is until summer break hits this trashy family was not one to be quiet about big plans Since they loved to brag about having more money than most in the town And they'd always announce when they would be going on vacation where they'd be going and for how long This was it mum's golden opportunity. She made sure everything was set She checked around the trashy family's neighbors houses for any cameras made sure that she had a place she wouldn't be seen and on the last day of the trashy family's vacation as I said, they'd even announce how long they'd be gone She went down at night and set their house on fire. This small town didn't have its own fire station the nearest one was 45 minutes away by the time a fire truck got there the damage had been done Most of the house was completely destroyed just like clockwork that next morning They arrived to see the destruction. You could hear the screaming three blocks away My mum just sat in her chair drinking coffee and watching the golden girls The reason I chose to write this now is because my mother passed away in 2017 This was when she chose to tell me the whole story I didn't want anyone who knew her to read this immediately after her passing, so I waited a few years before sharing. Feel free to ask questions. I will answer them to the best of my abilities. Now, speaking of, there are a couple of questions I just wanna quickly cover in the comments. From this user, what happened to the trashy family after the burn? Did they leave town? And were you still bullied after the camera caught the bullies? Opie replies, they did leave town. They stayed at a homeless shelter for a bit, two towns over until they found a place. I don't know where they moved to but i feel sorry for their new neighbors yeah me too and here's another good comment i'm not sure how she held off doing that when they killed her dog that already is worthy of blind rage yeah i agree when i came across that sentence wow that put me into utter disbelief Opie says i agree i didn't get told the truth about tiny until i was in junior high Ah, man rest in peace tiny you deserved so much better now while that is the end of that first post good news is guys We have another post that was posted just a few hours later from the same user. Don't ever be a pedo in the country So a few people on my last post wanted to hear this story I might end up having to make an entire series based on what I call country justice since they do tend to be entertaining this story i was only directly involved in a little but since i live in a small town i've heard the entire story from the people who were involved it was late august i was newly a senior in high school and working at a gas station known for its pizza though this doesn't seem like it matters it definitely does now in my town we had one registered sex offender and everyone knew who it was he'd often come to my gas station to hit on our female workers and make everyone generally uncomfortable I'm going to call him Herbert's now this story mostly takes place with my good neighbors But if you know country living messing with a good friend is the same as messing with family And messing with a good friend's children is messing with the entire town Now I think it is quickly worth going through the characters that are involved in this story So we have herbert the pervert doug who is a good neighbor slash family friend katie is doug's first daughter sadie His second josh is my younger brother Mum is my biological mum. Now, my adoptive mother was the one from the previous story, the one I just read. My bio mum was on drugs at the time I was born. She's been clean for 13 years, as of the time in the story, and regained guardianship over me after my adoptive mother passed in 2017. My adoptive mum is biologically my grandmother, and my bio mum has always stayed a part of my life. And finally, Dusty is my stepdad. So then onto the story. Now the actual story really involves Doug, who is our good neighbor family friend. It was a nice day out. Katie and Sadie, Doug's daughters, were playing in a kiddie pool. Doug was sitting on his back deck and drinking a beer with Dusty, my stepdad. Dusty was talking about having a barbecue at our house and inviting the block to join. That is when they noticed something a bit odd coming from the bushes used as a property divider. Doug gets up to check it out, thinking it might be a dog that got out of a fence or something and doesn't want it to get hurt. Instead, he is greeted by an old man holding a camera, taking pictures of his daughters. This is where my family starts getting involved. Herbert, sensing he's been caught, takes a can of gasoline he has on his property and dumps it on Doug. Trying and failing to light it, Dusty easily notices and rushes to Doug's aid. Yes, this is exactly how he described this to me, and I find it too funny to change to make it seem less heroic. Herbert manages to run away while they're distracted by Doug's gas problem. So, the start. Now, no one likes Herbert, but he's never actually done anything illegal until that point. So, we act like rational people and call the police. Sadly, we don't have enough evidence to do anything this time. So it fell on my family and Doug's family as head of the neighborhood watch to bring this man to justice. A few phone calls later and everyone in town knows what Herbert has done, including me at this point. And now I can start the story from my point of view. So a few days go by and at my workplace, we're instructed to refuse gas sales to Herbert. I found out later this was Dusty's idea to keep him in town under the guise of preventing him from doing this again. I would like to add that the police were fine with this until the investigation was over, so this could be counted as part of the full revenge, plus some petty revenge. As the plan starts forming with the small army of people we've assembled about 20 or so They finally come up with a plan that won't be completely sadistic Here it is the revenge Now this is my favorite part and I get to inform all of you that my family are all farmers Which means we have access to a large field that is away from all main roads and out of sight of the entire town Some of you might already guess what's about to happen well, my family announces that we are having a cookout so naturally everyone in town hears about this including the police Now around 10 of the 20 ish people actually go to a cookout hosted by my mum. This is where she tells the story that everyone needs to start telling I was there So here's the truth my mum was saying everyone who was part of the group is currently at this cookout That is all so the other half of the group went to find herbert. They were gone for three hours herbert was found at night bloody and beaten sorry they refuse to tell me more details on what was actually done all i know is that no bones were broken he gets to the hospital with the help of an anonymous tip to the police we aren't evil he gets home the next day but did herbert learn his lesson nope this time i get to see what he tries to do he tries to grab my little brother i grab my brother and pull him away before anything happens but i'm fuming his dad my stepdad is fuming and my mum is fuming. Those of you who read the last story knows how my adopted mother reacts to this kind of stuff, and my bio mum was raised by her. But my mum is not a killer. However, my stepfather is another story. He's been to prison and he's not scared of her, And this guy just tried to grab his son. Later that night, he calls my mum and says we need to go to a cookout right now and says that Herbert has been hit by a truck. My mum asks one question did you do this he says no did you do this dusty i need to know so i can come up with something if you did he says no we hold another cookout and invite the same people as last time to this day dusty will not tell me that he was the one who hit him he says that he'll take that to his grave Oh, and I guess I should say that Herbert didn't die due to another anonymous phone call Like I said, we aren't killers, but sometimes we get really close This isn't in too much detail, but everyone in this story is still alive Which means I can always ask them for more details if needed Let me know if you want to hear what we did to my biological father After he broke into our house in part three of the country justice series Honestly, I have no idea how no one got arrested here but next year, Herbert did actually get arrested for child prong. We now have zero sex offenders in our town. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. And guys, unbelievably, the stories from this user keep on coming. The people of Reddit did demand to hear part three of the Country Justice series. And here it is. Enjoy. Dad breaks into our house. We make his life hell. My dad is not a good person by any means of the word, and this is going to involve some serious trauma. Again, the characters Dad, worst father of all time. Mum is my biological mum. Ryan is my twin brother. And Kian is my older sister. Dusty, again, is my stepfather. The before way back when Kian was born, dad had already fallen off the wagon. The first thing he ever did was physically force Mum into doing drugs to make sure she stayed with him. Following her birth, things only got worse. While Mum would do what she could, Dad wasn't happy about having a kid. He'd lock Kian in her room for days at a time, because obviously you can't make meth while hearing how hungry your child is. Oh wow. Two years later, Mum was pregnant with Ryan and me. She immediately tried quitting the drugs and had some success. But having meth in our system, we were at serious risk. Ryan and I were born with huge complications. Premature, barely breathing, and weakened immune systems. After that came the worst few months for mum to endure. While having one kid made dad angry, having three made him fly completely off the handle. It was at this time mum made the hard decision to call DCFS on herself. She knew we weren't safe and wanted a way for us to escape this situation. Mum willfully signed away her rights to us, and Dad, of course, wanted to fight. Both were arrested for child abuse and endangerment. Don't cook meth with kids in the house as well as the drugs. It took four years and hundreds of letters for mum to get into rehab. As this was happening, my siblings and I lived with our grandmother, who we grew up calling mum. My grandmother had no intention on fully adopting us, but she was left with little choice after a few years. It was either adopt us, or we would be taken into DCFS care. Life was better for us mostly. There's a reason I never mentioned my adoptive father, and we were safe after a few years in rehab mum was able to get back in touch with us she was welcomed and i ended up crying because i found out my adoptive mum wasn't my real mum we did get to leave kindergarten early the day she came home though we grew as a family and it was good after a few years of this my adoptive father left the picture now everything is actually great as i said my grandmother passed away in 2017 this was hard for everybody but especially for mum She was devastated losing the one person who believed she could become clean a good person and a great mother Now dad gets out of prison and goes back in every few years and he usually tries to get in touch when he does This year was different We didn't have our grandma to make sure everything would stay safe and Mum didn't think she could handle seeing him The mistake the day comes to bury my grandmother. It was a particularly warm november day we're all having a hard time and we don't deal with grief too well. I stayed with mum the entire time while Ryan went to our other grandparents to help out. Kian stayed in her room the whole time and we occasionally checked in on her. Night falls and we're looking through old pictures of grandma. We were finally able to stop crying. That is until we hear some heavy banging on our door, followed by it swinging open and in walks dad. He goes straight to Kian's room and mum is simply frozen. This is the first time i've ever seen her this way he eventually leaves on his own after some screaming and making kian cry he ended up taking her money and then hitting her dusty has called the police already we have a police scanner He's been outside the whole time and as soon as dad left, he went to confront him Mum had to snap herself out of that frozen state and call dusty inside She didn't know if dad was armed or anything and didn't want to take any chances Dad goes across the street and pulls stuff out of his pockets as the cops pull up He was dumping his bath salts right in front of them He ends up arrested and we get a restraining order This is not the last we see of him though over the next few years we hatch a plan to make sure he regrets ever threatening our family again so the plan the plan we managed to come up with was initially supposed to be petty and mildly inconvenient but it ended up being so much more we were just going to call the police every week or so on him if he had something he wasn't supposed to have well back to jail but this didn't work out as planned and the turnout was much more severe dad gets out of prison and lives with his mum. Now the problem with this is that we regularly go and visit our grandparents which means he'd either have to leave or we couldn't go i'm going to call my other grandma nana to keep things a bit more coherent nana would always make him leave if we came over no matter what temperature time or weather conditions This would also apply whenever we stayed the night. We visited Nana so much after knowing what she'd do to see us. This was just our way of saying, screw you to our dad. The thing about this was this meant he was essentially homeless, didn't have a car and could barely find a job. When someone did hire him, he'd post in or Nana would tell us. We'd give them a call and have them do a drugs test. He always failed the drug tests. So now he's essentially homeless, having the police called on him and on drugs. He gets tired of this pretty quickly and goes back to nana's when we are there that's a clear violation of the restraining order so he gets fined this isn't a meager amount of money either this ruined his savings so now he's also broke and has been kicked out of nana's at this point he starts to realize he's pretty screwed we call the police for a suspicious man sleeping on the sidewalk and he had drugs on him back to jail Well, at least he's got a bed after a few times of this. He is finally broken devoid of all hope He manages to get nana to let him stay there again. So now we get more updates This has been going on for months now and we weren't going to stop job gone home gone money gone drugs gone hope gone He actually started to be clean for a bit It's hard to get drugs if you can't buy them and when you do they immediately get confiscated That is until he finds a new woman. He gets back on the drugs thanks to her money So what do we do? We get her arrested while he's gone We're being extra careful not to get him arrested anymore since he'd now end up in federal prison After so many times getting caught with drugs our state sends them to federal now we've taken away his girlfriend, too So the effects, all of this has worn him down. He is gone. Anytime he'd regain even a tiny bit of hope, we'd snuff it out. He eventually tries to take his own life with a gun that he's not supposed to have And he fails. So now we get to watch him suffer in the hospital while knowing that he's gonna get taken to prison as soon as he heals. We had to make things worse for him. We couldn't let the times we didn't call the police go unnoticed after all. So we hide some drugs and ingredients in his dresser, easily noticeable when the police come to search. He now has quite a while in federal prison. Now, before I even give my thoughts on this unbelievable story, firstly, I wanna bring you guys this comment. If this is real slow clap for you, sir I know exactly one person. I wouldn't want this to happen to you gave him zero reason to live and he can't even kill himself Now he's in a box for the rest of his life. It's beautiful. That is nuclear revenge Take everything and leave them alive op replies it is real while his name is public information since he's a criminal if i gave you his name you'd be able to find the rest of my family so sadly i can't and there we go guys that is going to conclude this story three separate parts all from the same person um what immediately springs to mind is wow op you've been through a lot i'm sorry to hear about all your trials and tribulations because um as families go yours is pretty messed up my friend Sorry, I gotta say on the whole it is good that you're bringing people to justice even though they are part of your own family But wow, I don't even know which of these stories was more nuclear out of all three Opie actually said on this third one that he wasn't sure if this was nuclear or not This surely is nuclear like you're planting stuff in his hospital bed to make sure he goes to prison for a very long time That is nuts Like I don't want to get too cruder, but you made the man try and take his own life If that's not nuclear, I don't know what is Insane